They say markets work a certain way. They say if you want high returns, you have to accept higher risks. Cox Automotive says, you take the upside, we'll take the risk. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the all-new way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Visit TakeTheUpside.com to learn more. Welcome to Daily Drive. For Friday, November 4th, 2022, I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Carvana's net loss tops half a billion again. American Axle stock soars, but is the company even up for sale? And Lucid will launch a base model for less than 90 grand. Plus, a look at how dealership service departments need to prepare for the advent of EVs. What dealers need to be thinking about is how do they earn that customer business beyond that warranty period? How do they create value for customers coming back to the shop? Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Carvana says it recorded a net loss of $508 million in the latest quarter. The embattled used car retailer continues to grapple with inflationary pressures and rising interest rates that are eating away at consumer demand for used vehicles. A year earlier, the company lost $68 million. It's still a new and growing company, so losses are somewhat expected. But this third quarter loss is Carvana's second this year to top half a billion bringing its year-to-date deficit to $1.45 billion. Revenue for the quarter slipped 3% from a year earlier to about $3.5 billion. The average profit per vehicle fell to $3,500, down almost $1,200. Shares fell by more than a third today, dipping below $9 a share. For all of 2022, they have fallen by, and I'm not kidding, 96%. Carvana is not the only retailer grappling with falling used car prices, far from it. Each of the six major public dealership groups is taking in less gross profit per used vehicle. AutoNation, Lithia, Penske, Group One, Asbury, and Sonic all saw declines in profitability per used vehicle for the third quarter, falling by 11 to 31%. AutoNation and Penske also reported declines in the number of used vehicles retailed in the period. Two of the public giants that operate standalone used vehicle stores, Penske and Sonic, said they're taking a pause on opening any more used-only locations. GM drivetrain parts supplier American Axle is attracting preliminary interest from suitors, including Melrose Industries. That's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke with Bloomberg. They say London-listed Melrose is weighing a combination of its GKN automotive unit with American Axle, A deal could help GKN Automotive build scale in the car parts industry and gain a public listing in New York. Shares of American Axle gained as much as 23% on Thursday, its biggest intraday gain in more than two years. But today, the company issued a statement that it is, quote, not engaged in any discussions to sell the company, and the shares gave back about half of the gains. And Lucid Motors is moving down market relatively. The luxury EV maker will unveil its less expensive version of its air sedan, called the Air Pure, at an online event on November 15th, prior to the Los Angeles Auto Show. The Air Pure starts at $89,000 with shipping. Lucid says it will also mark the first delivery of the Air Touring version at the company's Beverly Hills studio. The Air Touring starts at $109,000. These two new trim levels represent new, less rarefied price territory for Lucid's loan model. The less expensive trims have been available for pre-order since last year. 
They will allow the sedan to better compete with the Tesla Model S that starts at $106,000 with shipping and the comparably priced Mercedes-Benz EQS. After the online reveal, those with pre-orders can place their official orders, including any customizations. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, are the public dealership groups in trouble like Carvana? No, not nearly to the same extent. You know, of course, their used car business is under pressure, but they have new cars and new cars are extremely profitable right now. So uh, the the big retailers that are broadly based and franchised, they're doing okay. Certainly, they'd like to see better results out of their used car business, but uh, but they're all right. It would be interesting to see the results from the other used car specialists in the coming weeks. Got you. Coming up, one thing attracting consumer interest in EVs is the fact that they're lower maintenance compared to gasoline-burning vehicles. We'll hear how service departments can plug those revenue holes next on Daily Drive. Slate Money is a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the world of business and finance. Hosted by Felix Salmon, Elizabeth Spires, and me, Emily Peck. Confused by crypto? Can't keep up with the metaverse? Wondering why the price of just about everything keeps rising? The Slate Money podcast is here for you. Listen to Slate Money every Saturday morning, wherever you get your podcasts. Some dealers say it's not worth taking a trade they won't retail. They say if it doesn't fit their brand, they'd rather pass. Cox Automotive says now you can easily see the profit in any trade and never risk losing that new customer. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the only way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Every vehicle you place in the Upside digital auction is backed by our guaranteed minimum price, so you never risk a loss. And when a vehicle sells for more than our guarantee, you keep the lion's share of the Upside. It's a -a one-of-a-kind auction that gives you an alternative to accepting wholesale losses, and it's built on the principles of the country's top-performing wholesale sellers, so your vehicles have the best possible chance to get bids and get bought. Dealers taking advantage of Upside's game-changing policies are already saying yes to more trades and making more money, all while never risking a loss. Sound too good to be true? Visit TakeTheUpside.com now to learn more. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. EVs present a challenge for service departments. Fewer moving parts compared with a traditional internal combustion engine vehicle means fewer visits to the dealership. But the good news for dealers is that a recent survey found that four out of five EV owners said they would take their vehicle to a dealership for service instead of to an independent shop. Automotive News Senior Editor Dan Shine spoke with Chris Potgater, Product Marketing Manager for Automotive Mastermind, about what the onslaught of EVs means for dealership service departments. Here's their conversation. Well, Chris, thanks for joining me on the Fixed Ops Friday edition of Daily Drive. Thanks for having me, Dan. Looking forward to your uh, conversation. So uh, all the talk in automotive on the sales side, on the service side is uh, about EVs. First, kind of give us a, a landscape of EVs and the auto industry and where do you kind of think this is headed in the next few years? Sure. I mean, I think uh, we've we've all heard from whether it be the manufacturers um, or just the industry in general about the explosion of EVs that we're going to be seeing in the next over the next decade. Um, you know, I think there's no secret there. Every manufacturer's um, communicated some type of commitment, uh, bold commitment to electrification over the next couple of years. And I think what we'll probably see is this very steep ramp up between now and 2030 is when we're going to see you know, a significant number of new vehicles being sold in the US. 
you know, north of 50% maybe of all new vehicle sales would be electrified. And, you know, that number today is around 5%. We've got about 30 models in the US market currently being sold as an electric vehicle. Um, and that's going to be increasing kind of tenfold uh, before the end of the decade. So we're going to see many, many new entrants come into the market. Um, and with that, you know, many more customers driving electric vehicles in the, on US roads. So for the service drive, service departments and dealerships, this obviously means some changes, a whole, whole boatload of changes for being prepared for these types of vehicles. What uh, should service directors, service managers kind of be thinking about when it comes to kind of updating the service drive? Yeah, so I think there's one concern in the back of every uh, service director, service manager's mind, and that's, you know, that these vehicles require less maintenance. It's definitely one of the reasons why I think we have customers being interested in their vehicles is I don't have to take it back to the shop that frequently. But at the same time, there's going to be opportunities to replace that lost revenue. You know, Automotive Mastermind is now part of S&P Global Mobility. And one of the some of the research that we have done shows and we're forecasting that about 35% of EV service visits will be tire related. You know, that is one and due to the high performance of the electric vehicles, more torque, but also because these vehicles weigh more. So there's going to be more wear and tear on the tires. And that's going to be a good opportunity, not necessarily to replace all of the lost revenue or, you know, it's definitely not a high margin piece of the business, but it earns that relationship again between the dealership and the customer. And then there's going to be that opportunity to again upsell or identify other opportunities to service their vehicle. And, you know, with electric vehicles, there's a lot of software. These are essentially, you know, computers that are driving around on our roads. And there's, you know, they tend to take longer on the diagnostic phase as well. So, you know, time in the shop will be increased. You know, maybe one other piece that I want to talk about is being part of Mastermind. One of our big focuses is on customer retention and loyalty and how do we work with dealers to drive that. And I think, you know, obviously, as these cars are coming back less frequently, there's two ways to replace that last revenue, either increase the number of ROs that are being written on a daily basis, or increase the amounts of customer pay or, or warranty work. And I think, you know, what dealers need to be thinking about is how do we or how do they earn that customer business beyond that warranty uh, period? How do they create value for customers coming back to the shop? Um, and one of those, you know, could, that could be done in the F&I booth, selling extended warranties. Um, obviously, you know, being a new technology, customers are going to want to be going back to a trusted resource. So investing in training, making sure the techs know how to work on these vehicles and having the right workshop equipment, diagnostic equipment, special tools, et cetera. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for dealers to replace that revenue. I would also think that it would require a little bit of the dealership, service department, the service advisor, kind of educating the EV owner a little bit about how the car works and kind of the ins and outs of it. And that would maybe lead to more visits into the into the service drive just to kind of have checking in on things on whether it be as simple as a wiper blade check, but just kind of letting the folks, I guess I would imagine there'd be some training needed to kind of, you know, educate the consumer a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with these vehicles, it is a new technology, like you mentioned, I think um, at least you know, for first-time buyers, second-time buyers, they're going to want to be going back to the dealership that sold them the vehicle. It's it's the brand that they trust. That's what, you know, earned the business in the first place. You know, as I said before, there's going to be special tools, special, you know, diagnostic equipment necessary to work on these vehicles because they are very much computers. 
that are driving around. And, you know, I think in general, the expectation is that, you know, dealership staff, whether it be the technicians, shop foreman, they know these cars best in the market. So they're the ones that have gone through the, the extensive training from a technical point of view. And those are the folks that customers are going to want to go back to. You know, another opportunity might be doing like battery health checks. Range anxiety is real. It's still something that dealerships are having to kind of grapple with with their customers as well. So, you know, inviting them back on a yearly basis just to, you know, have that touch point with the customer, make sure that the battery is still maintaining charge and operating at its, you know, the best it can um, to maximize range. That's a, that's another opportunity for dealers to, to stay engaged and stay in touch with their customers. When you're talking about retention too, you know, one of the things that, you know, service departments really focus on is customer retention. And there's a CDK survey out recently of, you know, four out of five EV owners say they're going to take the, their car to the dealership for any kind of service. 59% say they trust the dealership to, you know, handle these kind of more intricate cars, right? And then, then maybe the independent repair shop down the street. So that's the good news of it, right? But there's also, like you said, there's, you know, it's going to be a lot of over-the-air updates. So there's not, you know, they're not going to see that customer maybe every three months. Then it might, it might be once a year. So how, do the, how would a service department plug maybe some of those revenue holes that they might have from not you know, seeing that customer as often? Sure. I mean, I think one of the things that we know um, is that, you know, charging is a concern for many customers, especially those that are on the fence, still trying to consider if this is a technology for them or not. Um, majority of charging is going to be done at, at home versus kind of the traditional gas station model where people are charging in the public space. That's going to be an opportunity for the service department, right? Parts department as well. You know, what can we do to integrate service into the sales process, sell them charging hardware for installation at their home, and who's actually going to go about conducting that in install, right? There's many, you know, independent private businesses out there that are exclusively focused on installation services. And what role can dealers play in the future in that space as well? So could they have their own electrician that's qualified to do these custom installations? Because that's going to be, I think, a really uh, huge revenue opportunity uh, for whoever wants to take advantage of that in the future as well. And that's a good opportunity, again, to strengthen that relationship with customers, go out to their place of, you know, their, their home, place of work, and get to know them on a very personal basis. It's going to be definitely an interesting uh, coming, you know, ten years or so as as we make this transition uh, into you know, more of an EV service related uh, uh, business. So, Chris, really enjoy the conversation. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Dan. Chris Podgater is product marketing manager at Automotive Mastermind. He spoke with our own Dan Shine. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters, and I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on fixed ops, used car prices, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.